are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. The best in the business is back in business. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, joining you today. And thank you for tuning in. Make sure you rate and review and subscribe. Um, every little bit helps. So joining me today is Phil Porkman Simmons. What's good, Porkman? Not much, but just, you know, trying to get ready for this nice episode with all these great tight ends coming out. Oh, boy. Don't sound too thrilled, okay? <laughs> I won't. <laughs> and... uh Last but not least, the man of many nicknames. We have America's sweetheart. He is a hashtag national treasure, the fantasy bachelor, and the Malone Mauler, Garrett Price. How's it going, Garrett? I, I need to just start leaning into this because if I if I keep like trying to skirt it, I feel like you're just going to keep adding one every week. Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're a minute in and we're just doing intros now. so Basically. Yeah. You love it. So no Chev tonight, just a three-man show. Um, going to try to make this a quicker episode because, well, it's tight ends. There's not really a ton here. It's not like the wide receiver class, which for us is going to be a pretty uh, pretty in-depth look. We, we might That might be two or three episodes. Um, the wide receiver class shaping out to be better than I expected it to be. Um, so let's just get right into it. We're going to start with Cole Komet. Did I say that right? Is it Komet? Yep. Okay, um, he is from Notre Dame. He's six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, he's a big boy. Porkman, your thoughts on Cole? Yeah, he's <clears throat> he's very. Uh, he's actually one of those uh, type of tight ends where, if you want to draft somebody and you have the prototypical tight end, that would be the guy that you want to get. Um, he's kind of tough to bring down. I really enjoyed watching some of the tape where you just got like four or five guys jumping on top of him trying to tackle him. Um, he's very good route runner, good blocker. He kind of checks all the boxes in my book for just the type of typical tight end that you're looking for coming out. Uh, you know, he was just a big target, red zone guy. He just seems like if he gets a good quarterback in the right system, he just toss the ball up, throw a nice little fade route. He, he can uh, he can get you he get you some points. So, uh, you know, right now it seems like the one-on-one of tight ends. But I actually, me personally, I have one guy that's better than him that we probably talk about a little bit later. Okay. Um, question for you. What did you think about watching Ian Book play quarterback for the Fighting Irish? Um, it's not my favorite. Yeah. I think <laughs> it, if... it's just It's just tough, you know, after watching, you know, the running backs and now we're watching tight ends, we just see how few and far between – a lot of these quarterbacks are from being NFL talents to just being, you can tell they're just not going as far as the college ranks. Yeah. Ian book looks like a XFL talent, not an NFL talent. He left a lot on the table. I thought if, I mean, if they had a guy like Justin Fields there, the Notre Dame fighting Irish could have been fantastic team um, in 2019, but yeah, it was a, there was one pass. um, It was in the seam and Komet was wide open. 
and he just totally messed them. Komet put an arm out and it just like barely touched his his fingertips. Yeah, sad. Um, so Garrett, thoughts on the guy that is not Porkman's one one of tight ends? Man, for me, praise the Lord for Cole Komet. Uh, this this tight end class is not very good. Uh, it's uh, you know we we got spoiled with last year's class where we had. Um, you know, three three real big names in uh, Irv Smith Jr., Hawkinson, and Noah Fant. Uh, but then even after that, there was a lot of really good talent guys like Dawson Knox and uh, Kahale Waring and, you know, uh, uh, Jake Stoneburner. Um, or Sternberger, and so there, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of good talent in last year's class. That is not the case here. Um, and so originally, I uh, I was a little nervous about this tight end class. Uh, and Cole Komet said that he was he was going to return to school. He was going to go back for the 2020 season. And what I'm guessing was, be, compared to everyone else's grade, when he got his grade from the uh, the uh, Oh, uh, what uh, whoever the draft committee is, I, I I still don't fully grasp who this this uh, secretive draft committee is. Uh, <laughs> but when he got his, uh, it seems like some Illuminati stuff to me. To be honest, I was whatever. just about to say the Illuminati. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. Some Freemason stuff. I don't know, but um, he got his grade and and his rating was late first, early second round. So I think that helped change his mind real quick to where he was like, yeah, especially with this class not being quite as good, I think it might be a good time for me to come out. So, uh, so I'm really glad he did. I do think he is the clear-cut uh, top tight end in this class for me. Um, there's, there is one or two other guys I do like and I do think could be um, valuable pros and, and good for your fantasy football team if, if everything breaks the right way. Um, but for me, it's, it's committing than everybody else. So I'm kind of on the same page. Like you said, there's some other guys I like. Um, last year was a good tight end class. What I like about Komet, uh, I think he's a really good blocker. I don't think he's going to be a tight end in the league. I think he's going to be a weapon in the NFL. He could kind of do everything. Um, aside from that, I, I don't do a lot of comps, really. And I shouldn't. I'm not great at it. But something about watching him play just reminded me of Mike Gesicki coming out of college, not in the NFL so far. Um, just can really do everything, and is just a really solid player. So um, that is my takes on Komet. Anybody have anything else before we move on to the next guy? I think I'm guy. good. Okay. Um, let's go to who might be Porkman's 1-1. Brayson Hopkins from Purdue, 6'5", 245 pounds. Actually, you know what? Um, real quick, I forgot. Commit stats. Uh, 23 games played. He had 60 catches for 691 yards. He averaged 11.5 yards per catch, six touchdowns. So statistically nothing huge, but um, we don't often see huge numbers from collegiate tight ends either. So... Uh, apologize for forgetting about that. So, Bryson Hopkins, Porkman, is this your 1-1? One, one? No, this is actually <clears throat> my third favorite one. Okay, I actually wrong. really like him, though. Uh, he was actually really good in the passing game. He okay. had good hands, and it seems like at some point he was a focal point of the offense. Um, yeah, they use him a lot in the slot, too, which is really good in this today's NFL because they like to you know, play a spread game sometimes, depending on which um, offense that you're running in. 
Um, and I don't know why. He's like he's not very physical, and like you said, I don't like doing comps either. But he kind of reminds me like a Zach Ertz, because you know when Ertz came out, he really wasn't that good of a blocker. But he did get better at it, so you always yeah he got better at it, and that's why I see him, I see him doing that. Um, yeah, but other than that, I love I actually he's very very smooth route runner for, for his size and for that team also with the quarterback play it was a little bit off, but he made the best of what he had on that team. I think he probably benefited from Rondale Moore being hurt too. Mm-hmm. Um, who I think Garrett might be high on, maybe possibly. Yeah, he's my he's my wide receiver too in in uh, the twenty twenty one class. Yeah, he's good. He's good. You have him that high in your, the twenty twenty one class, and it was only till recently that Chase passed him. Honestly, wow. Okay, um, so your thoughts on Bryson Hopkins and Garrett? Bryson Hopkins was my top guy uh, when when Komet hadn't committed yet. Um, I do think Komet is another level, so I would have them separated by a tier. Uh, but I do like Hopkins. I think he uh, – you guys hit the nail on the head. He's not um, a gifted blocker. It's something that can be improved upon. Uh, there is effort there at times. Um, but often he's not even lining up in a position to block. Um, when he does, you can tell um, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't leverage his lower body very well. Um, so there's, there's definitely some things to work on. I'm not saying it can't, can't be done. Um, it absolutely could be, but he does run a very good route tree uh, for a guy um, coming out of college. Uh, you like to see that going to the next level. Uh, pretty good hands catcher for the most part. Uh, not overly physical uh, like you see with some guys, uh, but but he has enough there, uh, enough size, enough girth that I think he's going to be just fine at the next level. So, Garrett, I do want to say thank you for talking about girth. On the Dynasty Rewind. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I got a question. I wanted to ask you about this. Um, the route tree. You're talking about the route tree being a great route runner. Mm-hmm. Do you think at this point it's time to put that aside? By that I mean DK Metcalf had been said he has a route branch. did one thing. So <laughs> this could be a thing where um, opportunity trumps talent in cases or you know is it one of those things too where i heard on the dynasty blueprint the other day um they're talking about a lot of times certain things don't get to get taught in college because you're you have to put your next set of plays in so fast for the next game keeping in mind this is not a full-time job for these guys they are student athletes so you know are these things that with time can be learned and should we kind of fade those things when we're looking at prospects um I, I think there's there's a few ways to answer this. One, I think the tight end position, evaluating this from a tight end position and a wide receiver position are a little bit different. Okay. Um, they're, at the wide receiver position, I would say most guys are capable of, of becoming good route runners. It's more about being disciplined. Um, it's more about working at it. Um, because ultimately, the point of, of, of being a good route runner is to create separation. That's ultimately the point. Now, guys like DK Metcalf don't have to worry about that as much because he's creating separation in other ways. I still would not say DK Metcalf is a good route runner, um, but he, he wins in other ways, and so there, there's still a way to be effective there. Uh, at the tight end position, however, there are guys that I don't believe are physically capable of being good route runners. They're too big. Um, they're too slow. Um, 
they they come they're not able to get in and out of their brakes quick enough they're not able to lower their hips enough um they they just they just don't have the physical capabilities to be a good route runner so i do think in this case i do think it means something um and going back to it from a wide receiver perspective i know i've heard my boy ray uh talk about this and i think some people have it a little misconstrued as what he meant he's not saying that we should ignore guys that are good route runners we just shouldn't penalize wide receivers that are not currently good route runners because a lot is changed and coached at the NFL level. If a guy is already there, that's a perk. That's still something that we should highlight and celebrate because that means they're going to get on the field quicker. It's just we shouldn't write a guy off because he's not a good route runner. Okay. All yeah, right. Just that makes some, sense. Something I was just thinking about. And Ray's my boy too and Porkman's, not just yours. That's yeah. true. That's you true. don't owe Ray, but you know what? <laughs> If you want to get into Debbie or if you want to get a head start on scouting guys a year or two out, check out the Destination Debbie podcast. Ray's a great guy, friend of ours, friend of the show, um, does a great podcast. For a one-man show, it is not boring. I've listened to some one-man podcasts that are terrible. Ray keeps it moving great. He does a great job. Um, Bryson Hopkins, for me, I think he's a little fast for his size. Um Good hands. Blocking is good, but he needs to hold his blocks longer. I think you guys touched on that, too. Um, I like the way he sheds defenders when he has the ball in his hand. So um, I think he could really be, like, commit a weapon at the next level. Porkman, you you did the Zacherts comp as far as um, not overly physical. We're not saying that this guy's going to be the next Zacherts. Oh, no, no. I wasn't saying that like that. I was just saying, you know, he has that potential with route running. But like I, when when Ertz came out, Ertz couldn't block worth a heck. But if he is the next Zach Ertz, then you heard it here first, so we could take credit for that. Okay. Um, he could definitely be a weapon, maybe not a starting tight end right away. He's not a complete tight end in my eyes, but he could be a nice piece to an offense. Um, statistically speaking, 40 games played, 130 catches for 1,945 yards, 15 yards per reception average and 16 touchdowns so last year i think he really benefited from garrett's 21 wide receiver two uh being out rondale moore he had 830 yards and seven touchdowns last year for purdue um not exactly a powerhouse but that's pretty good for a collegiate tight end i would say yeah absolutely so um anything to add before we move on Nope. I'll take that as a maybe. All right, moving across the country to Hunter Bryant from Washington, uh, the smallest of our tight ends so far, six foot three, two hundred and forty pounds. Who you know what? Uh, let's see here. Porkman, start us off with Hunter Bryant. Uh, Hunter Bryant is my favorite one of the, of the class. Hunter really? Bryant and Comet, yes. Hunter Bryant and Comet are um, don't close back to back. That and surprises me. I'm Austin. not going to lie to you that you that he's your one. Okay, so the only reason I see that he's my in my one is he's very cool, he's very very physical blocker, and I love the way he comes off the line and just attacks. Like you know, some people they kind of react. He's very proactive in what he does on the field, and I saw that a lot. Also, he's to me he's very very explosive, and in this new NFL age that we're in right now, he's uh I think he'll fit perfectly with speed and toughness. And everything that he brings to the uh, brings to the table. Also, um, they use him a lot as like gadget plays, like jet sweeps. And I know you don't see a lot of tight ends that do that. Um, I kind of like that they use that so they can show his skill set because he can actually get around the edge 
and attack some of these linebackers that's coming towards him. And he's very strong. And I, I actually really enjoy his tape. Uh, his route running is very, very smooth, in my opinion. He could kind of, he was outrunning the linebackers by a country mile out there. So I was really enjoying that. So I kind of, in my opinion, he's the best all around tight end in the class. And, uh, you know, I know it's a little bit hot takey. But in my opinion, I, I, I really enjoyed his skill set. That That is kind of, I, I got to be honest with you, I kind of had an idea who I thought your your 1-1 one, one would be if it wasn't Komet. I didn't think it was Hunter Bryant, to be perfectly honest. But, um, okay, listen, if he's your guy, you stick with it. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I got to, you know, you stick to your guns. Some people, you got to be gun conventional, but, you know, I'm not trying to be hot takey. But in my eyes, that's what I saw that was the best. You know, hot takes are fine as long as, like, some people spell them T-A-E-K-S. <laughs> and that just makes me go, ew. Yeah. So, um, Garrett, do you have any notes on Hunter Bryant's girth? Uh, you know what? The, <laughs> there, there's a lack of girth uh, with Hunter Bryant. Uh, okay. he's, he's one of the most undersized tight ends in the class. Uh, more of in your um, Evan Ingram role. Um, okay. And uh, I think I see a lot of places that actually only have him at 6'2". Um, I wanted to say Evan Ingram too, but I didn't want to keep doing all these comps. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I saw. No comps are okay. You know, feel free. But um, yeah, so he, he, he's to in that clarify, mold. When we comp players that are coming. Yeah, like, well, but when I comp players that are coming out of college, I'm comping them to these players when they were coming out, not like what they are in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So oh, hopefully, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming I'm assuming you guys are doing the same, right? Yes. Right. Probably should have discussed that ahead of time. Anyway, Garrett, continue. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, he's in that mold. I'm not. I don't think he's as talented um, as Evan Ingram. But when you think of body style, uh, play style, it's it's much more similar to Evan Ingram. Um, I, I hear what Porkman's saying about the uh, aggressiveness in his blocking. Um, you can tell he's definitely uh, willing to stick his nose in there. The problem is I don't think he's ever going to be able to be used um, as an inline tight end. Uh, I think he uh, was basically used almost exclusively flexed out. Um, so he's going to basically be used as a wide receiver. Um, he just doesn't have the size um, and the strength, and you would see so his willingness to get in there, but at times get tossed around uh, by bigger, more physical uh, ends and linebackers. So uh, I think he's going to need to be used most exclusively in that role. Now, all of this being said, I have no issue with this being uh, Porkman's top tight end because um, – Blocking doesn't get you fantasy points. It gets you on the field. Uh, it gets you on the field, which gives you more points. opportunities. Um, but ultimately, we care about the receiving game. If all they can do is block, that's not going to score us any points. Um, he is a very good receiver. Um, he's, a, he's a good hands catcher. Uh, one of the best athletes uh, at the position. And he can run pretty good routes. So he's going to be very um, – He's going to be very draft capital and landing spot dependent for me. If he's thrown into a very traditional offense, he's not going to do much for you, and it's going to be it's going to be a bummer. Um, if he's thrown into a much better offense, uh, a much more creative offense, um, I, then I think I'm going to be much more enthused about him. So for me, I wrote down safe, and by that I mean I think an NFL team's going to know what they're going to get. 
And I could see where Porkman's coming from. I could see where Garrett's coming from. I think I'm probably right in the middle of you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, he he impresses me at times, but then there's times where he he doesn't. Um, but that could be said about anybody in this class too. So um, I think he's a safe pick, and I think he's a little landing just spot dependent as well. Um, that's really all I have on him. Um, didn't get to watch too much on Hunter Bryant, but uh, 26 games played, 85 catches, 1,394 yards, 16.4 y- yards per catch, and five touchdowns. Now, last year he did have 825 yards, so uh, we know he definitely can do it. Okay. Anything else on Porkman's 1 1? No? Yeah. All right. Uh, Jared Pinckney from Vanderbilt. A little bit bigger, six foot four, two hundred and sixty pounds. Garrett, your thoughts on Jared Pinkney? Jared Pinkney uh, is—he's one of those guys that you you look at the raw ball skills, uh, the frame, and some of the traits that he has, um, and he's very intriguing in that sense. Um, I like his ability to have uh, late hands. And when I say late hands, um, it's, it's waiting till that last possible moment to throw your hands up to catch the ball. Um, and the reason that's significant is because as a defender, a lot of times they're not able to look back. So they're waiting for you to get your arms up. You get your arms up too long. It gives them more time to break up the pass. So he has late hands. Um, he, he high points the ball very well, kind of a, a, a very aggressive mentality, and, and he can make some circus reel catches at times. Um, once again, he's not, um, not the greatest blocker. Uh, I do think that there's enough size and length there to grow in that area, uh, so I am interested in that sense. Uh, but his, he's, he's kind of sloppy um, with, that, with that. It's just more he's, he's a good athlete. Um, not a ton of diversity in his routes. Uh, Vanderbilt was, uh, not the most creative offense ever. Um, I know that from watching a lot of Keyshawn Vaughn tape. Uh, mm-hmm. so it was not the most creative offense ever, but, uh, I, I think he's a good late prospect. I think it's going to depend on where he gets taken, but he's a guy that I, I definitely have my eye on. I, I like Pinkney. Didn't get as uh, the opportunities you would hope, um, but then again, their passing attack produced ten total passing touchdowns all season. So, what are you what are you gonna see? That's so, one of the things I wrote down is Vanderbilt is hard to watch. Yeah, they really they, are. But, and I'll be saying this about another player later. Not that that team is hard to watch, but the great thing about watching Vanderbilt is you get to see more of Keyshawn Vaughn. And the more I see of him, the more I really like. Um, yeah, but to you me, do. Pink, Pink I, I like the guy. What can I say? Pinkney's smooth with the ball in his hands. He's an okay blocker. He doesn't go down easy. I think he catches it okay in traffic. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's just a good athlete. He's raw. I think he needs time to develop. Um, Porkman, you said you didn't have anything on Pinkney. No, um, no, don't. That's on me. I didn't get him the correct information. But. 41 games played, 114 catches, 1,560 yards, 13.7 yards per catch, and 14 touchdowns. Last season, by the way, okay, so his his career has been an anomaly here. His, he's a senior, and his yards per year, freshman through senior year, have gone like this. 
274, 279, 774, 233. I mean, that's all over the place. I mean, it's consistent in the other three years, but 774 yards and then 200 everything else. What's going on there? Yeah, it's just a product of a, of a terrible, the terrible offense. offense. Yeah. Okay. So could he be the tight end Cam Akers? The tight end Jalen Rager? Yeah, absolutely. The tight end LaVishka Chenault? Yep. yep. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll be talking about some of those guys um, soon. So... Um, Jacob Breland, yeah, I think he's a project. Not much stood out to me, to be honest with you. I don't have much on him. I wasn't overly impressed. Garrett, shed the light. Should we love? Should we hate? He's six five, two fifty, and he went to Oregon. Is it Oregon or Oregon, or does it matter? I would say Oregon, but Oregon because okay. gone will be have an E at the end, right? Yeah. Yes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you would think. Yeah, you never know. Um, yeah, Breland, Breland is a, a very fine tight end, um, and, and and that's that's about it. He's fine. Uh, he did uh, unfortunately uh, go down partway through the year, um, so he he didn't get to finish out uh, his redshirt senior season. Um, he, he's kind of. I, I don't know the best way to articulate this, but everything when you watch him play, his routes are they're okay. His speed, eh, leaves something to be desired. Not very physical, uh uh trying to get the ball. Um, not a great athlete. He's he's a fine blocker. Um he 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 nothing special there though. So he he seems like your prototypical solid backup tight end in the NFL, but he I don't think he's gonna really be much more than a blip on the radar for fantasy purposes. Yeah. That I mean at six five, two fifty, you never know. There's sure. been some guys that have come out of nowhere. Um could we say Darren Waller? Is a I mean he was I don't a, think I think Darren Waller is a lot more athletic. Right, but he he was drafted at a different position and it took a while to get him to what he is now, if I'm correct. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Um, moving right along. Garrett said I'd have fun with this one. So the next up, he's a tight end from Missouri. He's 6'5", 255 pounds, and his name is Albert Akwu. Dude, <laughs> I don't know. It's it. All right. I'll spell it out for you. O-K-W-U-G-B-U-N-A-M. Say it however you want. I don't care. We're just going to go with O. Albert O. Big Albert O. 6'5", 255 pounds. Um, yeah. He could be called whatever he wants. Um, <laughs> all right, Porkman, what do you think about this guy? Uh, I think the, the first note I put in there is that he is huge. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's a that's a big dude. Um, he's very, very, very raw to me. Um I thought the same thing. He's a project. Yeah, Yeah, he's a big project. Speed off the line is scary, though. I would not want to be a linebacker. That man's coming towards me at full speed. But, um... You know, hold on real quick. You know the Malone Mahler is with us. Yeah, he'll be ready. He could take him out, right, Garrett? Absolutely. See? (laughs) Did did you hear the way he said it, too? Absolutely. Yeah, you know. 
Like the, he's, he's probably <laughs> the Terminator. Batman. You know what? We should get a Dynasty Rewind shirt made up. Just get Garrett's face, but then have half taken away, and then like the metal under it with the red eye. Oh my Perfect. gosh! Like the Terminator. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh snap! Oh. That can definitely work. All right, I know some people that are really artistically talented, so get ready, everybody. Oh I can't gosh. wait till we start doing a live stream because my hands are flailing right now uncontrollably. I'm so excited. <laughs> Calm down, Porkman. Go. Sorry, I interrupted. Right. No, you're good. <laughs> Um, my only thing to me was, as for as big as he is, he cannot uh, catch in traffic at all. So, I mean, his hands are really questionable. So, to me, he's definitely going to be a project. Um, for as big as he is, he is a good blocker, too. Um, his lower body leverage is pretty good when he's trying to help with the running scheme, pushing bodies and turning them to the side to help help, some, uh, help the running lanes open up. But, um, you know... When he gets into the league, you never know. He's he's a big guy. He might just be one of them um, big tight ends and two tight end sets for right now until he develops his hands a little bit. So he could be like the next Demetrius Harris. Kind of, or Mulally Cox. Okay. The guy that you're waiting to be a starter somewhere, but and never it just is. never pans out. Right. And then, like, you pick him up. You play him a week because you got some guys hurt or whatever, bye weeks, and he doesn't do anything, so you drop him. And then the next week he goes crazy, 80 yards and two touchdowns on four catches. Yeah, he could be that guy. So, um, Garrett, your thoughts on Albert Aqua? I'm not even going to try. Alberto. Yeah, I think you guys nailed the uh, nailed the head. Uh <laughs> Hit the nail on the head. There we go. Uh, analogies are not my strong suit, apparently. Uh, Welcome back, Porkman. Yeah, that was a that was a nice yingling, yingling belch. Sorry, guys. It's okay. <laughs> it happens. Go ahead, Garrett. No, he is. He's extremely raw. A lot of people had him as their top tight end coming out of this class before the season. And I think our expectations were really high. And he really disappointed. Um, wasn't a lot to love on, on the tape this year. Um, there's nothing that he does uh, extremely well. Um, it, he's he's a project. He he would be a better fit in my mind to to compare him to a, a Darren Waller type guy. Um, you know that is just a really really good athlete that needs to learn how to be a tight end. So I have written down here: get your flu shot. Oh, my wife is putting notes on my notes. Um, <laughs> sorry. That's how she gets me to do things. She writes things on my fantasy notes. I apologize. Um, I had Project and Raw, same as you. He didn't really wow me. He was an okay blocker. In the open field, I thought he was really good. Um, To me, I think he would be good with a quarterback with a big arm, like a Drew Locke. Go go get it. Mow over some guys. Get the ball in the open. Really consistent as far as games played. Nine games every year. So 27 games total. That's uh, 98 catches, 1,187 yards. So he averaged 12.1 yards per catch and 23 touchdowns. But per year, 415, 466, and 306. So, I mean, not anything great, really, even with Drew Locke as his quarterback. So, moving on. Thaddeus Moss. First of all, I couldn't find a lot of film on him. Um, and this is an enigma. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
Um, l- let's go over stats first and talk about his kind of unique um, path to the pros here. So in 2016, he was with NC State, played in five games. He had six catches for 49 yards and one touchdown. Then he transferred to LSU. You have to sit out that transfer year. That counts as a year in college. Don't forget that, everybody. Um, last year, I believe he had a foot injury. Garrett? Yes. Okay. So he was out for the year. So 2019, 12 games, 47 catches, 570 yards, 12.1 yards per catch, and four touchdowns. So he finishes his career with 53 catches for 619 yards and five touchdowns. I mean, he's just, there's really not a ton here. He's physical. Randy Moss was a physical receiver. Um, is he a product of recency bias? He he caught, what was it, two touchdowns in the national championship game? I believe so. Yeah, so recency bias, a guy like Jamarcus Russell. Remember, nobody was talking about him. He had that big game. His last game is bowl game. All of a sudden, he's a first-round draft pick. So, Porkman, thoughts on Thaddeus Moss? I'm really conflicted. Yeah, um... I'm not. I'm not a big fan of his. Um, okay. My biggest thing for me was his lack of effort was just not there for me. It's like he would just go out on the route, or like even like on the running plays, you got to act like you're running a route. He just, to me, just wasn't. His head wasn't in the game, kind of like way Randy was after he left Minnesota. Right. Um. Uh, he can be if if he turns into something. He's a good project. Um. Tall, big, physical guy. Looks like he's physical. Um, he didn't really block physical. His lower body leverage for blocking seemed like he was really laboring. Um, I didn't enjoy that at all. Well, blocking does not run in the Moss genes. No, not, <laughs> not in my opinion. No. Um, um, for tight ends, I like to see tight ends kind of explode off the ball at the snap. Um, he didn't do that at all to me at all either. Okay. Um, so I think he might be one of those guys that's a like a big red zone threat. Um, we'll see how it goes, but he has to improve a lot, especially he really didn't do much in college. So hopefully they don't try to – a team don't try to really draft him off of his name and just look at his pure talent and see what he can do. Okay. Well, teams didn't make that mistake with Elijah Holyfield. So, yeah. um, you know. But he is bouncing well, around. His combine He's... didn't help him out either. Yeah, that's that's true. But um, so, Garrett, your your thoughts on the enigma that is Thaddeus Moss? Yeah, I'll be honest. This is the one that I feel the least confident um, in talking about because I haven't I haven't really dug into him a ton. Uh, I didn't think he was going to come out, um, and so I'm, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not sure a lot about him. I, I watched him in in the two. Uh, the two bowl games, uh, there's definitely upside, um, but I I don't know enough about his ability to be able to block and separate more than just what I saw as a casual fan. So um, I'll let I'll let I'll trust you guys on this one uh, more so than than I feel like I can speak to it. Well, we're not super fans. I think he's coming out too early, personally. I yeah. agree. Yeah, um, the year the foot injury obviously doesn't help. He had the transfer year. I mean, I I get it to a point because Burrow is leaving, but you know LSU is still going to be a good team next year. 
you're you're not going to hurt yourself going back, in my opinion. But you know, I'm not going to tell him what to do. Um, I gave the stats already. So the next one, one of my favorites, Harrison Bryant from FAU. He's six five two forty. Pork Ben, we'll start with you on Harrison Bryant. Um, he, I'm really, I'm like kind of fifty fifty on him. Uh, he to me, he wasn't really much of a hands catcher, and I did see a little bit of drops in his game, but he did like a, a good natural route runner. Um, I would try, I might have to dig into him a little bit more because he said he's your favorite guy. Well, he's but one of them. I got one a of yeah, one of your favorite guys. But um, I gotta I gotta dig into him more and see um, what what the what the hype is about because um, I really wasn't you know I was looking fifty fifty so I gotta do, do a little bit more digging on him. Well, here's some hype right for you. At FAU last year, he caught passes for one thousand four yards. That's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Garrett, your thoughts on Harrison Bryant? Um, he is uh, highly, highly productive. Uh, won the award for the best tight end in the country this year. Um, he, it's, it's always tough with these, some of these smaller school guys. Um, you know, what, what was the level of competition and whatnot? Um, I, I've, I've seen a few games on, on Bryant, and overall, um, I, he's fine to me. He's, he's basically a wide receiver, though. Um, I, I don't think he's going to be able, unless he really um, is really worked with a lot, he, he's basically just a wide receiver, um, just a, a large wide receiver. Uh, so he, he looks decent in his routes when he's running. Um, he, he can really do a lot from the slot. Um, and it, honestly, it seems like his best routes, the, the things that he did best was just getting vertical downfield, which there's absolutely a place for in the NFL. So um, I, I don't think he's going to necessarily be one of the top two or three tight ends off the board, um, but he's somebody that could find, hear his name called in rounds three through five and end up landing somewhere and, and uh, with some good coaching could could be a good player. So you're talking about getting open. I thought he tracked the ball really well. Um, it's one of his high points there. Okay, so if kind of going downfield – Gary, you had mentioned this and just getting open. Will Disley's still hurt. What about a place like Seattle? Sure. I mean, all of a sudden, he, Hunter or Harrison Bryant's looking a lot better, I feel, in that circumstance. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much covered it. Um, he has a really good ability to get behind defenders. Now, that being said, defenders in the NFL and defenders in Conference USA are slightly different. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have. He's, he's decently fast as well. But uh, 41 games played, 148 catches, 2,137 yards, 14.4 yards per catch, and 16 touchdowns in his collegiate career. Um, that's pretty much it for tight ends. Unless, Porkman, I think you looked at some guys that we didn't. Um, I have one... Well, I'm sure Garrett knows about him, right, Garrett? Charlie Charlie Kohler. Hmm. Um, I forget what school he went to, but um, I've never even heard of him. He was uh, Kohler from Stanford. He was on the Nerds Pod, the Nerds thing. He went to Iowa State. Iowa State. Who's the guy from Stanford? Now I'm blanking on. 
who that is. Why is their mascot a tree? <laughs> Ask Mike Leach, uh, he'll tell you. Because they don't, well, I don't, I don't know. It looks funny, though. I like it. Well, because they're the Cardinals, right? The Stanford Cardinals? I think so. I think so. So shouldn't it be a Maybe card? the Cardinal is on the tree. Well, that tree sucks. But anyway, Porkman, <laughs> go ahead. No, it was just, <clears throat> I, I, he was on the, um, one of the lists that I had. Uh, he just wasn't flashy at all. Um, he just, it was, it was just like a, he was like a career blocker. And he's like, he's going to be one of those, um, just a backup. So Drew it wasn't Sample nothing too, okay. nothing too big on him. But that's, that's the only thing that I really had on him. Uh, okay. one, one name I do want to throw out there because I think, uh, especially with the senior bowl this week and, uh, the, the game on tomorrow, um, Adam Troutman, uh, from, uh, from Dayton, he's, he's a big, uh, big tight end, really surprisingly athletic, surprisingly smooth. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing some good reports at the senior bowl. I'm excited to watch him play. He could be a guy that's rising up boards, um, small school kid. Um, but sometimes those guys pan out. So it's definitely worth keeping an eye on. And when people tell you that small school guys don't pan out, Dallas Goddard's doing pretty okay in the NFL. Yep. And I think he played on like a 10-man football team or something like that. Like something wonky. Look it up. You guys all. Hey, Garrett, there was one guy on the East-West Shrine game that we were talking about the other day. He had a good week. I can't think of his name. He went to Georgia. Yeah, Wolf. Yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't watched much on him either, um, but he he played really well. Uh, he transferred from Tennessee uh, because he wanted to uh, be more involved in the passing game, so he went to Georgia. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where they run the ball all the time. Right. So I'm yeah. not I'm not quite sure how that all uh, was put together, but um, but yeah, he looks really good. I, I think. Uh, I think they're going to test him a lot at the combine. Uh, I think they'll be really interested in his workouts, and and he he is absolutely a guy that could rise up boards. Yeah, he I think it's Eli hands, Wolf. Uh, is his, I think his first name's Eli. Believe yeah. Oh yeah, Eli Wolf. That's what his name was. One Eli leaves, another one comes in. Yeah, that's right. That, that just means he's going to be a Hall of Famer, right? Did you see what Tom Brady said to Eli Manning on Twitter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. What did he say? It was a uh, congrats on the career, something like that, blah, blah, blah. He's like, kind of wish you hadn't won two Super Bowls, though. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't know Tom Brady could be funny. Why is he so good at everything? Screw you, Tom Brady. Yeah. Why am I so angry about it? I don't know. Why am I so angry, period? So anyway, um, it has been brought to my attention that I do like to say that Jacoby Brissett negotiated his own contract. Oh, my gosh. Has you guys ever heard that? I think I found the reason why when it comes to anything in life or fantasy football, sometimes you are the only person to trust. You're the only person you have to rely on. Garrett Price, Phil Porkman Simmons, Shevin Nooney, and Michael Bauer will not always be there to help you make these decisions. So sometimes when you're on the clock, you have to trust your gut. Mm -hmm. Go with who you like the most. Right? Yes, sir. See? Look at that. And that's how I got my – I have my own rankings. Uh, Mike has his own. Garrett has his own. Chef has his own. So yeah. everybody has their own opinion. You just got to go with gotta go with your board and your True. gut. See? So next week, uh, Senior Bowl. You guys excited? 
That's what we'll be talking about. Very excited. Means I get to watch the Senior Bowl like four times. So it should be a blast. But I'm excited this year. I think it's, there's going to be some good talent there. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully it gets up on YouTube quick because I do not have the NFL network. So. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Well, we cut cable. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because I was pay- tired of paying over $200 a month for cable and internet. So had to yank oh, we that, that out too, of man. Yeah, what do you got what do you guys use now? YouTube TV. <clears throat> do you get the NFL network on there? Nope. Yeah. So the NFL network's do? not on any of those. They they are like strictly on like the satellite and cable companies. They you can get it if you get Sling TV. Really? But that but they're missing a bunch of other ones I remember hearing. So you have to look. There's a, there was some specific reason I didn't get it, but you could pick different packages. So, okay. Um, yeah, I might just uh, jailbreak my fire stick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that can work too. If I did things like that, which I don't, because I'm a law-abiding citizen. <laughs> to all of our FBI listeners, so you know. So, um, Garrett, before we head out, do you have a verse for us this week? Yeah, First um, Corinthians thirteen, and this oh is a uh, this, this is, is a common. Verse, uh, what's that? This is my favorite verse. This is and your I favorite gonna, verse? Yeah, and it was funny because I was thinking about it today, and I was like, if I if I do decide to do one, this will be the one. Oh, man, now I feel bad for taking it. No, no, you're good. All right. Well, uh, you can you can tell me if I do it justice, all right? All right. All right, but 1 Corinthians 13, uh, starting in verse 4, this is something that uh, you hear often at weddings, so uh, I'll explain why I'm talking about it in this scenario here, but it says love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way, and it is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. So the reason I chose this verse is um, I think I think sometimes we we misunderstand uh, the concept of love. Uh, and specifically, you know, we only have one word for love. Um, in the, in the Greek, they actually had four different words that they used for love. Um, and this one, this specific type of love that they're talking is this God type of love. Um, and so, uh, it's interesting because I'll say something like, I love football or I love Taco Bell or I love, um, you know, driving in the summertime or, you know, whatever. Like I'll, I'll say that and I'll just throw it out. But in reality, I don't love those things. Like I don't show this type of love towards those things. Um, but we're, we're called to show this type of love to one another. This is the type of love. So when we tell someone we love them, these are the actions that should be displayed following that patient and kind does not envy or boast, not arrogant, rude, does not insist on its own way, irritable or resentful, does not rejoice at wrongdoing, rejoices in truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Like if you say, if you tell someone you love them, this should be the following actions that display what that love is. And that's not an easy thing to do. But ultimately, I think we need to shift our idea of love as a 
a condition or a, a feeling like I feel love towards something and shift it into this concept of action. And I think that will be a drastic shift in how we live our lives and how we truly be are able to love uh, those around us. Love it, Gary. You're a great man. Make sure everybody checks out Garrett's Faith and Fantasy. You do that every Monday usually, right? I try to get one in every week. Um, sometimes it's hard to get it every week, but uh, it's kind of just whenever whenever I'm free and I'm able to make it work. Yeah, no, that's understandable. I mean, you got a lot going on. You got a family. You do a lot of this stuff too. So um, I think we. I could speak for everyone. We thank you for your time because you do a lot for everybody. So well, thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, Garrett, since I'm talking to you currently, where can we find you on Twitter? At Dynasty Price. And make sure you also check out all Garrett's awesome work uh, with the Dynasty Nerds. He's the You're the head of the Debbie department there, right? More or less. Yeah, so um, he's killing it. And Porkman, who's killing it here, where can we find you on Twitter? At FFPorkman. All right, and myself, who's just kind of whatever, you could find me at the Bower 85 Make sure you follow the show at Dynasty Rewind, and we do have some new shirts back in stock, some sizes that we were out on. So feel free to hit me a DM. Um, not Don't just send me a DM asking me where I live because it's clearly in my profile. So um, till next time, everybody, be kind. Please rewind.